Hello, this is Brooke from Axis Mundi, and welcome to Messages from the Medicine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So today's episode is the first ever episode with a guest, and I am so honored to have Darby Jackson as the first guest on the podcast. Named by Forbes as one of the food and beverage industry's women to watch in 2019, Darby Jackson is an experienced entrepreneur, founder, and investor. After four years building a million-dollar business from the ground up, she hit a wall and experienced massive burnout. That was the beginning of her spiritual awakening. After completely reevaluating her life and goals, she left her startup, moved her family, and started living a slower, more intentional life outside of the Bay Area in Lake Tahoe. Now, Darby runs her own business as a Reiki master, channel, and priestess, where she works with clients to help them heal and find better internal alignment. She is also a mother to 14-month-old Roan, an avid believer in the power of plant medicine, and an advocate for the awareness and deconstruction of burnout culture. So let's get right into it and learn all about Darby's experience intentionally working with psychedelics to help herself heal from postpartum depression and anxiety. Welcome, Darby. Thank you so much for being here. It is such an honor to have you on, especially as the first ever guest on Messages from the Medicine. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you have been microdosing to support your healing journey with postpartum depression. And just to give some context here, did you have any prior experience with psychedelics prior to beginning your current microdosing practice? I did, yes. So I started playing around with microdosing about five years ago. And that was when I was in the midst of this kind of like startup life in Silicon Valley. And it was kind of a popular underground, but like popular thing that was going on amongst founders in the area. And I'd read a lot about it. And so I thought, cool, this, this is going to be a way to help me be more productive, get like extract more from myself. And I did it in a way that looking back was not, there was no ritual. There was no ceremony. There wasn't a deeper connection as to why I was doing it. It was simply looking at this microdose as a way, will you please save me? Will you please help me solve all of my problems? Give me more energy, give me access to more creativity so that I can produce more. So while it was helpful to an extent, it was illuminating issues and illuminating problems for me the way that psychedelics do, but I didn't have the resources or the understanding of what the medicine was doing. So instead, it kind of, while I did get more productive and more creative, it was also creating this, these new issues and I didn't know what to do with them. So I just turned to, to working even more or to alcohol or to going out. So that was my first experience with psychedelics. Um, then in early uh, 2020, after I had left my startup and was the beginning of my sort of spiritual awakening, I had my first ayahuasca ceremony. 
And that blew my mind. Um, it was, it, it changed everything for me. It was wild. So that, that was incredible. And I've done two more ceremonies since then. And then really hadn't touched psilocybin, hadn't touched um, microdosing since my experience as a founder. And I kind of had a bit of a, a negative view on it simply because I didn't, I hadn't thought about it in this more of a ceremonious way. And then I found you guys. Mm, wow. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I think so many people often begin exploring psychedelics in a, a more recreational way or not with much intention behind it. And once we bring intention into the mix, things can change so dramatically. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's where we need to be careful, right? There's, there's so much illumination around plant medicine right now, and that's beautiful. And I love that. But typical Western culture is, let me look at this thing and let it solve all of my problems, right? So we're looking at it, in my opinion, like another kind of pharmaceutical. So I'm going to take this, it's going to be the band-aid, it's going to be the magic pill that fixes everything, but that's not the way that plants work. Plants are really good at illuminating the issues that you need to look at, and then you need to still do the work. So that's, you know, what I'll dive into here with postpartum was like, okay, it's not the magic pill that's going to make you feel better. There are parts of it that, yes, it'll increase your serotonin. There are things like that that have been wonderful. But, okay, this is the issue that you need to look at. How do you take care of yourself so that you can look at this shadow issue and start to incorporate it into your life more? I love that you brought that up. It's so important, especially with this work becoming more popular in our modern society. People are arriving at this work with huge expectations. Like you said, like it will just be a magic cure. And that's absolutely not what it is. And I love the word you said, illuminate. Yeah, it illuminates. And then it's our responsibility to work with what was illuminated. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it like reminds me of this moment, actually, of this, I had an ayahuasca ceremony in July of last year and, you know, I was six months postpartum and I was really struggling. And so I was, I went into it going, okay, I'm really, I'm going to have this massive experience, right? It's going to be really intense and all this stuff is going to come up and it's going to solve all of my problems. And, and it was very gentle and not a lot. There were some things that were illuminated, but it was, it was a really soft ceremony. It was a really soft experience. And I found myself, was really disappointed afterwards. It was like, I was ready to go in there and just face my stuff. And I was talking to my therapist, therapist afterwards and sort of integrating. And she made this really great point. She said, you know, it's very part of our patriarchal society to look at medicine or ceremony as though it's, there's going to be this massive explosion of it's going to blow up. It's going to show me all of this stuff and it's going to be really hard and really intense and I'm going to move through it. And I just thought that was really interesting. She was like, what if it was soft? What if it was just shining a light on the things that you need to work on in a really soft way? And I think that that's important for us to remember when it comes to working with plants is this doesn't have to be this old school patriarchal way of like 
blasting all of your stuff out. When you work with plants, there's a completely different way to work with them. We can't expect them to solve all of our problems. We can't expect it to be the way that maybe working with a pharmaceutical or working with a therapist might be. Makes mm. sense. Oh yeah. I have tears in my eyes. Yeah. That was so beautifully said. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's such an important point that definitely needs to be spoken about more. I didn't know that you had worked with ayahuasca as well. So that's so beautiful that you're sharing about that here also, because I was speaking more about microdosing, but yeah, you've had different types of experiences, microdosing, full dose journey. So we'll get into this more. So let's discuss your journey with postpartum more deeply. I'm curious how the postpartum manifested for you. What did it look like for you? Please feel free to share absolutely anything you'd like about your experience. Okay. Yeah. So postpartum started for me, I mean, pretty quickly after I gave birth. I had a really difficult pregnancy and then birth experience. Um, so in, in terms of the birth, I was in labor for almost 40 hours. I ended up having to have a C-section with my son. He was huge. He was 11 pounds. So it was just really hard on my body. I started out just exhausted. So that was a really hard foundation on which to build. I remember my son was, had a really hard time sleeping and I had an idea of what I wanted his sleep and his early life to look like. So I am a very structured person. I need structure in my life. I'm a Capricorn. So I, I read everything possible about baby sleep took a sleep course beforehand. And I thought, okay, I have this under control. If, you know, he's going to take, he's going to sleep this many times a day. These are going to be his wake windows. And it didn't look like that at all. And so this expectation that I had around how I was taking care of my son, the thought that I put into it was completely blown up. And it made me feel like I was this horrible mother. I wasn't doing it right. And then on top of it, I was so incredibly sleep deprived. You know, I was getting two, maybe three hours of sleep a night. I wasn't thinking straight. My body, I could barely walk. Um, it was so, so, so hard. And I remember about four or five months in, I just, I, I cracked and I literally cracked. So when I was really struggling to put my son down for a nap, naps were really hard. I just remember rocking, rocking, rocking him for what felt like hours to get him to sleep. And he just wouldn't go down. He wouldn't go down. And so I just felt this anger bubbling up inside of me. I put him down in his crib. I walked out into the hallway and I kicked the baseboard of a wall in our house without shoes on. And I shattered my toe, shattered my toe. It, it was, it was terrible. You know, I was on the ground crying and screaming and um, so angry at myself for having expressed my anger in that way, again, sinking deeply into how horrible the mother I was. And it was just, it was a really, really low point for me. I ended up having to go to the ER. I had to wear a boot for eight weeks. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. I couldn't hold my son and put him down for naps. It just, it blew up my world. And so at that point, 
it was kind of like, okay, I need to really find a way to take care of myself. I need to find a way to get back to my center. And luckily I have some really strong practices in place that I'd kind of neglected up until that point. So I got back into my meditation routine. I have an incredible therapist that I work with. And that was when I kind of knew it was time to get back into ceremony mode. And I, I did an, another ayahuasca ceremony uh, six weeks later. And that was also illuminating for me, kind of like I mentioned earlier, where I was looking to the plants for a solution. It was like, God, I need help. I'm going to look to this ceremony and this plant to answer all of my problems to be the solution. And that was a big learning in and of itself, but that was my first step. So it was like, I know that this is going to be a way to potentially help me. I went in and did that ayahuasca ceremony and that really did support me for months afterwards. Then I got to this point post holidays, early 2022, where I found myself again, just in these really, really dark, dark moments where I, I, I even found myself thinking, I was like, what have I done? Have I made a mistake by having a child and having another child? My my husband and I had always talked about having two children was like, I I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can have another child. Like this is too much. And why is this so hard for me? It seems like it's so much easier for other people. Why is being a mom so hard for me? And I just found myself in these really, really dark moments. And it it bled out into everything in my life. Even when I had moments to sleep, I couldn't sleep. Um, It affected the way that I ate. It affected the way that I worked, the way that I thought. It bled out into everything. And so that was when I kind of went, okay, there's a chemical imbalance here that I felt. And then there's work that needs to be done around why I keep feeling like I'm this horrible mother. And what can I do to work through that deep, shadow that I have. So I had seen a couple of of women that I really respect on Instagram, actually, that had talked about you guys a little bit, and I knew the power of plants. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to give this a try. And I had been hesitant at first because I didn't know if microdosing and breastfeeding were going to go hand in hand. So that was, that had created some hesitancy for me, but I really wanted to try this before I took that next step to to potentially looking into um, like an SSRI or, you know, a prescription of some kind. So I did a little bit more research on you guys and just made the commitment. I was like, plants have been so influential in my life. I'd like to take this step and and use plants to help me a little bit more deeply. And, And what really kind of sold me, I guess, on this is doing more research on psilocybin and seeing that, you know, not only does it illuminate the shadows that we need to look at, and then we do the work afterwards, but research does show that it really helps increase serotonin and it's rewiring the brain, right? So it's creating those new neural pathways that are actually changing your brain, changing the way that you think. So I was like, okay, this is the increase in serotonin. I a hundred percent know that I need, that's going to help just raise the base level for me so that I can be a little bit more tolerant. I can have more patience. My level of joy is a little bit higher and then I can do the work from a place of balance, from a place of being more centered. Thank you so much for sharing that because Even in today's world, I feel like there are so many expectations around motherhood and becoming a parent and 
the way people speak about it and the way people ask new moms questions, it's like implied that everything is great and they're loving it. And, you know, as a therapist, I feel like so many mothers and parents are silently suffering and really struggling and feeling so much shame around not loving it or having an extremely challenging time, not having enough help, not having enough support, being so sleep deprived and the list goes on. And so the fact that you're here sharing is, is so beautiful. And I know that people listening who can identify with your experience are feeling so seen and heard and like they're not alone, which is medicine in itself. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, I talk about this with my husband all the time. It's like, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. No idea. And I, neither of us had a lot of experience at all with babies. I'd never even changed a diaper before I had my son. And I was excited to become a parent. I had no idea what the work was going to be like. And the other piece is, you know, as someone that, and as so many of us are now becoming hyper aware of trauma, the trauma that we had as children growing up, and then as parents, as conscious parents, what is the trauma that we are then inflicting on our kids and trying to be really hyper aware of how to do that. So not only are my husband and I now new parents, but we're new parents trying to do this in a way that is hyper, hyper conscious. And then on top of that, trying to do the work on ourselves at the same time. So that is something that we're all about. You know, how do I do the work? How do I continue to heal myself so that I can show up better as a parent, show up better as a human in the world? And we've stripped away all of the, you know, modern sort of crutches, if you will. Like we don't, we don't drink alcohol. You don't really watch television. We're just hyper aware of the crutches that we might have. So now it's like, it's all stripped away. <laughs> and okay, how do I become a parent that is conscious? You know, do it in a way that's really thoughtful. And, and that leads me into it, into another story too, that I think is really interesting as it relates to this postpartum journey is, is trauma. And how do I, that was something that I really, really struggled with as a new mom. And that kind of put me into this tailspin around not being enough and not being good enough. I was hyper aware of how I, how would I not traumatize Roan in life? And that was why I just kept clamping down on, he must sleep enough. He must eat well enough. He must be breastfed. There are all of these musts that need to happen in order for him to show up and grow up really well. I need to be this way. I need to be completely aligned around him. He's super sensitive. When I'm out of balance, he's going to feel it. And the immense pressure that I was putting on myself to not traumatize him ended up being what was traumatizing him. And I'm using trauma with a small T here, obviously, um, for me. So trauma with a small T, you know getting angry around him, um, you know, kicking a wall, things like that. And so I had this really illuminating moment, actually, when I started microdosing, I had this really illuminating moment that was like, everyone is going to have some kind of trauma in their life, small t trauma, again. And as a parent, we can do as much as we can to take care of them and to shield them from that trauma, but it's going to happen. 
And in fact, I would argue from a small T perspective that part of that is important. And, you know, me neglecting my son while he's on the floor playing and I'm trying to get work done next to him and he wants me to play with him, but I need to get work done. An example like that, or giving him to a nanny or giving him to my parents and he's upset. He doesn't want to leave me. I don't want to leave him, but I also need to take care of myself. I need space or a little bit of sleep training. You know, we did, it's a little bit controversial, but we did a little bit of sleep training and it was life-changing for me. I had to do that because I don't operate well on not a lot of sleep. And so if I'm exhausted, I'm not a good mom. I'm just not. And so this, this small amount of trauma that that sleep training may have caused him, in my opinion, was smaller than the long-term trauma of me showing up not as a good mom. So my point here is I had this huge realization as I was microdosing that was, okay, he's gonna experience trauma in life. And children, I believe that children choose their parents and they choose why they're coming into this world. And so he knew what he was coming into. The way I look at trauma is that we experience it and that's what we have to work through in our life. And what comes out on the other side is the gem, is the gift, right? So that's, that's what working with plant medicine has really taught me. You, you work through something hard. It's very difficult, but there's this beautiful gift on the other side. So in fact, what I'm giving my son is an opening, an opening to the work that he needs to do in life to find the gifts and to find the gems. So I'm not intentionally trying to traumatize him. I'm doing the best that I can with the resources and the knowledge that I have. But in fact, there's no way that he doesn't receive a little bit of trauma from me, a little bit of trauma from school, from friends, from just what it means to be a human being on this planet. And that will be the work that he does as an, as an adult. And that will be the work that that turns into the gift for him. So it was like this huge moment for me where I was like, oh my God, okay. I just need to do the best that I can. And that's it. That's what every parent's doing. They're just doing the best that they can with what they have. And that's it. It's just a really huge moment for me. Yes, 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 yes. I'm just nodding my head the whole time you're speaking. What came to mind for me is that by you taking the time you need for yourself to work or by you sleep training Roan, you are also learning to really honor your needs and care for yourself in the ways that you need. And there's so many reasons that's beautiful for your own growth, but also to model that for your child, you know, like there's so much medicine in there. So mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that's another really good point that you made and something that I'm still on the discovery path of is what does it mean to be a modern parent? And, and I look back at the generations before us and especially with women it's like you, your purpose was to give up everything for your children and for your family. That was the way that it was. And I have so much respect for those generations before us because that was, again, that was like all that was known. And there's this beautiful awareness and there are discussions now, and I'm so grateful for it around, you know, the, the main parent that stays home it tends to still be women it's not about giving up everything for your child. Yes, you're, you're going to have to give up a lot. Like I've had to give up a lot, but I still try in moments to prioritize myself even over my son. Because if I neglect myself or if I neglect my marriage, 
that's not in his best interest. It's just not, it's again, back to the sleep training thing. Like I have respect for however parents want to do it. Right. And like the way I do it, if we have another child might be different than the way that I've done it for Roan, but I had to prioritize my sleep over everything else so that I could show up and continue to parent in the best way possible. And that same with, you know, now leaning back into my spiritual practices and bringing that as a gift to the world, as an offering to the world, as, you know, a Reiki master, as a priestess in this new work that I'm doing, I've had to bring in care to help. I'm spending less time with my son, but it's lighting me up. It's giving me joy. It's bringing and sharing my offerings and my gifts to the world. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because now when I am spending time with my son, I'm present, I'm engaged, I'm with him. I'm so much of a better mother. And that just, you know, what I want to highlight through this entire journey has again, just been that it looks different for everyone. It looks different in different moments and different stages with different children, but the prioritization of ourselves, even if it just means five minutes with yourself a day is just, it's important. Mm. important. Yes. 1000 times. Yes. It's such an important message that you're sharing. Now we teach about microdosing and breastfeeding in our courses, but I'm not a mom. And so I would love to hear more about your experience with breastfeeding and microdosing because there's nothing better than hearing it from someone who's actually doing it. So just, yeah, feel free to share anything about that whole experience. Sure. So I shared earlier, you know, I was hesitant um, because I just wasn't aware. I didn't know if it was something that I could do. Obviously, when you Google something like that, you know, there's no quote unquote research on it. So and Google just terrifies you. So I didn't I didn't really want to go that route, but I knew that I needed support. So I came back to this place again where it was like, I need to prioritize my mental health over everything. I, and I knew the power of plants, I knew the power of psilocybin, and I just felt so called to it. And it was, it's funny, it started, I know that I need to lean into something when it starts showing up everywhere. And you guys just started showing up everywhere. And it was funny. And, and a couple of women that I really respected on Instagram were breastfeeding and were doing this. And I thought, okay, you know, I, this is something I need to look into and something I need to feel into. And intuitively it just felt really right. And so I have been, I haven't changed anything as it relates to breastfeeding and, and microdosing. So on the days that I microdose, we still breastfeed exactly the same. Roan's breastfeeding quite a bit, like five to six times a day, actually. So I've kept that all the same. The only thing that has changed is that I just, I just made him aware of it. You know, he's 14 months. So it's, but I think on a spiritual level, or I know on a spiritual level, on a vibrational level, like he knows that something has changed. So she said, Hey, you know, I'm doing this thing and you might feel it. I just kind of talk to him as I'm breastfeeding with him and let him know on the days that I am, that I am microdosing, Hey, you know, you might feel this, it might feel a little bit different. Um, I haven't noticed any differences with him. Again, I'm sure he feels it on a vibrational level. But there have been no negative side effects. There's been nothing that has, that has, again, shifted with him. I have been doing it two, maybe three times a week 
So I'm really taking those conscious breaks in between and then intuitively feeling into today's the day I'm supposed to microdose. Should I do it today or not? Like yesterday, it was a day that I was supposed to. It just intuitively didn't feel like it was the right day. So it might be later today when I do it, or I might, I might wait for it four or five days and do it tomorrow. That's just been something. And this has been another huge lesson for me through the postpartum journey was, you know, in the beginning, I was so, I'm a researcher. I just, I love to read. I want to know what are people saying? What are people doing? And the research, the people out there were saying, this is how much sleep he needs. This is what it should look like. And I was just overwhelmed because I was like, it, this this isn't what it looks like in real life. And I must be doing something wrong. I'm so horrible. And so I just made this decision with the help of the plants that was like, just don't research anymore. Don't look it up. Just do what you think is right. And so again, I had, I had done research on psilocybin itself, but I didn't really look into, and I haven't really looked into the effects of it and breastfeeding. I had just seen a couple of women on Instagram that were doing it. And I was like, this feels right. Feels right. And now same with the protocol feels right to microdose today may not feel right for three or four more days. And that's how I'm taking it. Yes. I love that. You're allowing your intuition to guide you all the way and your intuition will never lead you astray. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the experts or whoever may have a thousand different things to say about things that we do in our lives. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's like, what does what works for me? What works for me and what works for my child? That's what's right for you. And like you said, there are a million different ways to parent and we have to tune in to what works for us and our family at the exactly. end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So what has integration looked like for you? So how have you been taking the wisdom from your medicine work, both with ayahuasca and the psilocybin microdosing and applying it to your daily life? So plants do a really good job of, as I mentioned earlier, illuminating. So they illuminate and they highlight patterns, traumas, insecurities, and then we have to do the work to integrate those into our life. So an example, I used to get really, really triggered when other people would give me advice on how to mother. It just sent me into a tailspin. And when I examined that more deeply, it was really about, okay, so I have a deep insecurity of being enough as a mother. And okay, so deep down, that means I feel like I'm not enough. Let's follow that thread a little bit more. So why do I feel this way? And there was this thread that led me back to what this really is showing me is I don't love myself. Okay, so I don't love myself. That is the core of what I really need to work on. I don't love myself. And I was able to see, okay, this is a pattern that has been showing up in my life in different ways for years. First, it was an eating disorder. Then it was overworking, right? And hiding myself and being able to prove through work that I was enough. Now it's showing up in motherhood. It's like, okay, this is going to continue to show up in my life unless I really look at it. I don't love myself. I have this deep self-loathing that exists. How do I start to integrate that? And that, and what I mean by that is it's not, like I need, there's something I need to get rid of. 
it's not like I need to get rid of the part of me that doesn't love myself. Instead, I need to embrace her. I need to look at the shadow aspects of myself. Okay, I don't love myself. I feel like I'm not good enough here or I haven't learned enough here. How do I integrate those shadow aspects of myself into my life and not try to necessarily fix them, but to bring those aspects in? And what I mean by that is those parts of me were just helping me survive. Deeper, darker aspects of ourselves aren't necessarily bad the way that we deem them today in our culture. They're just trying to help us survive. So looking at those aspects of myself and going, hey, thank you. You know, thank you for helping me think that I needed to restrict my food and have this eating disorder because all you were doing was trying to help me survive. Or same with the overworking. You're just trying to help me survive. And so looking at those aspects of myself, integrating them in as shadow, and how do I do that? Okay, the way that I've been doing it recently is I bring them forward. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I talk about them on social. I talk about them with family, with friends. I talk about them in interviews like this because that that takes the fear away. Instead of making them this big, bad thing, it's like, well, this is a part of me. This is a part of me that I'm learning to love because these parts of me have led me to where I am now. And thank, thank God for the girl that, that had the eating disorder. You thank God for the girl that put herself through hell and back from a work perspective because she's brought you on this beautiful journey to where you are now. And so that is the beauty of the integration piece when you work with medicine is, or with plant medicine look at these aspects of yourself. It's really, really, really freaking hard to look at them. The plants make it easier to look at them. So that's what's beautiful. And then, okay, now I'm going to start to do the work myself. And, you know, I do a lot of writing, a lot of stream of consciousness writing after these ceremonies or after microdosing. And then I talk about them. Like I said, I talk about them and that just brings them into the light. Mm, thank you for sharing that. That is so beautiful. First of all, you've done and are doing beautiful integration work. And it ties back to what we were saying in the beginning. Some people come to this work, they think they will take a pill or drink a cup of a plant and everything will be different after. It's not how it works. Like everything you're saying, that is the integration, applying the wisdom of the experience into our daily lives one moment at a time each day. And some days we're, we're going to mess it up or we're not going to get it. And that's fine. That's part of the process. We're not here to do it perfectly, but it does take a conscious commitment and, and devotion to healing and, and growth. So Absolutely. Yeah. As you're speaking, I'm also thinking every mother, every parent has different needs, has different karmic needs and lessons to learn and, and different ways that their soul is wanting to evolve. And so for you, being a mom and having Roan has helped you so much in caring for yourself and honoring your needs because you had the eating disorder and then overworking, denying what you needed. And so now you were saying it doesn't go away and it, the same stuff will keep coming up in different ways if it's not healed. And so you're, you're doing it and it's beautiful. But yeah, it's like no one can tell another person how to parent because everyone has different needs. It's different for everyone. Exactly, exactly. The books and the research, sure, to an extent can be helpful, but we have this stored knowledge in our 
DNA of how to do this. And that's the, that's the generations and generations and generations before us that have done this parenting thing, that have done this mothering thing. And that's where the power lies, is learning how to tune into that. But it's so easy for us in our culture now, it's like the quick fix. I'm just going to read this. I'm going to take this course. And nothing against that stuff. Like, I, I, again, I dig it. But how do we turn back to those old ways of knowing? How do we tune into those old ways of knowing through our intuition to figure out what works well for us? Because otherwise, we're trying to stuff our kids into a box that they don't fit into. And I mean, I should have known. My son's an Aquarius. Like, I should have known from the beginning. Like, okay, he doesn't want structure. Like, he just doesn't want that. I'm a Capricorn. I do. So what a beautiful mirror for me, right? This is the greatest lesson of all time. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's like, I got to lean into that. I got to know, okay, he, he doesn't he doesn't want to operate the same way that I want to operate. And this is, I've got to just tune into what he wants and support him. And, and that doesn't make it any easier, but I'm just, again, too, trying to look at every shadow, every darkness as this opportunity for growth. So it ends up just being this cycle of like, shadow, gem, shadow, gem, shadow, gem, like over and over and over again. And then how do I move through the shadow parts with more ease Maybe they don't have to be as hard, like I said earlier, as I think they do. How do I move through them with more ease? The plants help, the spiritual aspects, the practices help, and just changing my mindset around, maybe it doesn't have to be hard. It can just be a learning. Mm, Yes, yes. You are approaching life as a spiritual practice. That's beautiful. Yeah, and maybe it doesn't have to be so hard. Yeah, How has your experience with postpartum depression shifted since you've been working with the plants intentionally? It has, it has really shifted. I mean, I'm still working through it. Absolutely still working through it and noticing the patterns and integrating them more into my life. But I'm in a much better place, especially since the discovery of this self-loathing aspect of myself and learning to care for her and to respect her and to see how much work she has done to just protect me. So that's been this huge gift that I've gotten through the process. Just from a kind of like chemical rebalancing perspective and like rewiring neural pathways and things like that, I have noticed just my base level of joy is happier, is higher. I feel like my serotonin levels are up and I just have noticed that my, my ability to be patient, to hold space for whatever is going on with my son is better. As I was putting him down for naps or sleep, I used to just pray. I'd be like, God, please let him sleep. Please let him sleep. Well, please let him sleep through the night. And I noticed with them, with the microdosing that shifted to, instead of trying to put something on him or put him into a box and hope that he did X, Y, and Z. It was like, allow me to be aligned and to be in a place where I can hold whatever it is that he needs. So if he does wake up early or if he does wake up through the night, allow me to be aligned so that I can hold that for him. So that was like a really big shift for me instead of trying to control him which I can't, how can I be in better alignment with myself? And the medicine really, really helped me do that. Wow. That is so powerful. 
That is powerful. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything you would like to share with someone who is currently experiencing postpartum anxiety or depression? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I want to say is there is a place for pharmaceuticals and and I, I don't want to discredit that at all because there's there are people that need that. And if that is what you need, go that route if that is what you need. I'm grateful that I chose this path for myself. It has been such a catalyst for deeper exploration for me. It has helped me just discover that I'm not a bad mom. I'm just doing the best that I can. The other thing that I do want to highlight too is society doesn't set parents up for like a lot of success in our culture, especially the the main caregiver, again, which which typically tends to be a woman in the relationship. And that's really hard. And that also made me aware of like, just the really like societal issues that we have right now around caring for a child. And so like the odds are stacked against us in that. And even me saying this, like I have a level of, of privilege and this is still very hard. So what is this like for a lot of other people that may not have access to having like a little bit of care or, you know, like the funds to hire someone or access to daycare? It's really, really hard. And I'm happy that I was able to choose this. Your course is really accessible. It just felt accessible to me. And getting the medicine felt accessible. And so that was, that was really helpful. But I think, you know, just, I wanted to highlight those two things. One, like there is definitely a place for pharmaceuticals. And then two, just like having this awareness around, yeah, it's okay if it's hard because one, it is. (laughs) Two, our hormones after giving birth are all over the place. We need support with that. And then three, like society just makes it really freaking hard to do this especially, I mean, again, like I was privileged enough that I didn't have to go back to work right away. I worked from home, but it is so hard. So I just like, I really wanted to highlight that for people that are listening. That's just an important thing to note. Yes. Yes. To all of that. Thank you. So is there anything else you would like to share that we didn't get to today? There's definitely hesitancy around working with plants, right? And working with plant medicine. There's two angles to this. There's the, I'm really hesitant. Um, I'm scared. I'm afraid of what's going to come up. (laughs) And then two, there's this, perhaps for those that have worked with plants in the past, it's like the integrity around working with plants. So first off this, like, I'm afraid microdosing is very gentle from a psychedelic perspective, you know, you're not tripping out or seeing things or it just, in my experience has made me super aware. My awareness is very heightened and I'm able to see things kind of from like a 30,000 foot level that I wasn't able to see before as it relates to my life and my patterning and the way that I do things. So that's been really beautiful about the plants. And I think it's like perhaps a common misconception around working with microdosing. Like I do it and I care for my child. I work, I do sessions. Like it's very much a doable thing throughout the day. There have been instances where I've, I've cried more. I've really had access to my emotions, but I can very much exist on a, in a regular way in my life when I'm microdosing. So that's that I just wanted to highlight. 
the second piece is like the integrity around working with plants like this is it's not again like when I take the the psilocybin and it's like a little pill I'm not just taking it and then like you know rushing around and doing things I'm setting aside time I pray to it I set an intention um you guys go through all of this which I think is so beautiful I have a manifesting like some questions that I've answered that you guys provided with prompts I re reread through what it is that I'm manifesting what am I looking to integrate and to learn today sounds a little bit weird but like I talk to the plants I'm like this is what I'm looking for thank you so much for your support like psilocybin I like I have so much love for you thank you for illuminating what it is that you are illuminating for me and this is such a different way of approaching microdosing or working with plants than the way I did it five years ago which was just let me take this help me solve all my problems make me a better worker you know help me fundraise this money that I need. <laughs> so that's another aspect of it too, is like really approaching this from a very sacred way, I, I think is important. Plants are so powerful. They bring so much wisdom. And if we really work with them, right. And like work with them and the, the knowledge that they have, like it can really illuminate and bring so much to the surface and help us and help us move through our stuff faster. So those two things have been really important for me in this, this journey. Mm, Those are such important points. Yes. I love that you are praying and speaking to the medicine. It's a consciousness, you know, it's a, it's a consciousness that we can work with and form a relationship with. And I'm thinking for a mother or a parent who is feeling really isolated, this is a form of like a relationship that can be supportive. You know, it's it's not a physical relationship, but it's, it's a relationship nonetheless. So thank you. Totally a relationship. Yeah. I'm so glad that you use that word. It's like, you're, you're learning to work with and integrate this consciousness into your life. So it's it's totally a relationship. I love that you use that word. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people find you? I will put it in the show notes as well, but please share how, how they can find you. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Darby Jackson and then on my website, darbyjackson.com. And like I said, I I do Reiki healing work and I'm a priestess and I would love to share this work with people. You want to just tell us a bit about your offerings? Sure. Yeah. So I do one-on-one Reiki sessions from a distance. So I do it all over zoom. Um, That's the beauty of energy work because it can be done anywhere, as you know, you know, like through using the quantum field. So I do one-on-one Reiki work. I also do um, group Reiki sessions. And then um, I integrate my work as a priestess into that. So work as a priestess, just in short, is really about like holding and building sacred space. So creating like this alchemical container that we are in where this beautiful, magnificent change happens. And then we kind of come out the other side with new knowledge and understanding and more alignment. So that is the work that I'm currently doing and just trying to share this newfound understanding that I have through working through all of this shadow and difficulty that I have had in my life as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as just a woman existing in Western culture. Um, That's really, that's, that's my work. Beautiful. 
So thank you so much, Darby, for being here. I am deeply inspired by your story, by your vulnerability, your authenticity. Thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you. It's been such a pleasure. If you are feeling called to begin intentionally working with psychedelics for your healing and growth, be sure to check out our courses and offerings, which will support you in microdosing, microdose manifestation, an intentional full dose medicine journey, and so much more. And if you are unsure whether now is the right time to begin, check out our free offering, which will support you in answering that exact question. You can visit us at accessmundiceremony.com. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to being with you next time.